Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Jesus That's Good News podcast. This is a space where we are going to share the gospel, aka the good news, to anyone who has the vulnerability to pull up a chair at Jesus' table with no reservation needed. My name is Devin Beasley. I'm 29 years old, and I have always loved Jesus. However, I didn't start to hear the good news of Jesus until January of 2021. A little background about me. I just got married to my beautiful wife in November, but all I knew and heard growing up from the church was how I'd never be fully accepted into the kingdom of heaven. In recent years, trying to grow in my walk with Christ, my wife, family, and I all went to a big local church. It was the one that I was baptized in. However, later to find out that I would never be able to lead in that church because I was married to a female. Not only because of my sexual preference, but other instances in my life is where I have learned to feel the wrath of God and not the love of God. I got to a point in my life that I felt lost. I didn't feel like me. I was unhappy in my career. I was in a spot where I questioned my purpose. I questioned my worth. Heck, I questioned everything. But this, this is where the good news comes in. I never in my life felt or understood the grace and undeniable love of Jesus until I met Julie. Everyone, my introduce to you with my great honor, my podcast partner, my amazing pastor, and the person that I call my secret weapon, Julie Evans. Oh, those words are all too kind, Devin. I mean, I'll just settle for being your friend, actually, because that alleviates some of the pressure. But um, as Devin said, my name is Julie Evans, and I'm quite a bit older than Devin, checking in at 55 years of age. I am a divorced single mom of an adult daughter, and I have two sisters, one of whom is my twin. We'll probably be talking about her more in just a little bit, actually. Uh, most importantly, I work for The Ohio State University. Boo. No. Okay, let's go on from that. But my spiritual journey has been all over the map. I grew up in church where the message of the gospel was anything but good news. I learned that God was someone to be feared, that he must be angry and disappointed in me. I felt like a sinner who could never do anything right. And the crazy thing is, is I felt all these things before the age of 10. When I became involved in campus ministry, um, I went to Moorhead State University in Kentucky, and it was there that I found my walk with Jesus to become more personal, and I learned the beauty of spiritual community. But my faith was still defined by a lot of fear. It wasn't until I was a part of a young upstart church in our tiny Appalachian town that I felt Jesus calling out to me in a whole new way. And as I started to read scripture, especially in context, and I pursued the works of other theologians, and I had a great pastor and teacher. God opened my eyes to who he really was. Now today, I no longer fear God, but I have grown to love him in a way I never really knew was possible. And what makes this even more amazing is that I'm excited to share this good news with others. And that's why Devin and I have pursued this podcast. We want to invite you on the journey with us. And you know, Devin, as I say us, that word do you realize that five years ago, there was no us? I mean, as in this friendship, right? It's hard to believe, isn't it? Absolutely hard to believe. And what I would say us meeting was probably the most divine moment. I would agree. Of my life. Um, 
You want to talk a little bit about how we met Julie? Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I never get tired of telling this story at all. So back, I believe it was November of 2018, you were just getting ready to start your army career, so to speak, weren't you? Yes, I just had signed my contract and I was set to leave um, in January of 2019. So it was a big time for you. I know that Mm -hmm. you had a lot going on, like emotionally and 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 uh, just wondering where you were headed, where, you know, where God was going to take you. Again, I was lost in my identity, and I think God knew, I'm going to go ahead and just place a, a Julie <laughs> Evans right next to you. So let's break down how we met. Yeah, so yeah. Lennon Doyle, she is an amazing author. Uh, she's married to Abby Wambach. Katie and I, obviously, being sports fans growing up, uh, Katie loved Abby. I also love Abby. So they were in a Together Rising tour uh, here in Cincinnati conference type of thing where they just come and they talk about their life and there's other authors there and uh, just an uplifting experience. So Katie and I bought some tickets. Katie actually was sick that day. And so we were even questioning going just because of that alone. Well, we get there, uh, we find our seats, we see Abby in the hallway, you know, she's surrounded by a flock of people. So we just, you know, kind of walk on by and go to our seats. So we're on our way to our seats. Uh, an usher came up to us and we were at the, the balcony, like the, the top level of this place. Usher came up to us and said, hey, uh, there's some free seats below if you guys want to get a little closer. And Katie and I just, you know, thinking to ourselves, no, we're good. We kind of want to be separated just in our own little world. We, we politely declined and we headed up our way. So why don't you tell your part of that? I'm laughing, kind of giggling to myself right now because we thought the same thing. Okay, so Jody and I found ourselves in the lobby. We saw Abby too. Uh, but like you, we started to head up to our seats, which were in the upper part of the theater, right front row. And we were stopped by an usher and asked, hey, if you guys would like, there are seats available on the on the main floor. And the same response, we were like, no, I, we'll just, we'll take the seats that we already have. So actually, Jody and I sat down before you and Katie had arrived. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we basically had the balcony to ourselves. And we see all of a sudden these two young, beautiful girls walk in. And Jody and I are feeling pretty happy about our own personal space. <laughs> and of all the hundreds of chairs for you guys to sit down on, um, Devin, you sat right to my left, and then Katie sat right beside us. That's because my now wife is a extreme rule follower. Let me just <laughs> add that in there. That's why we are at our assigned seats. That's right. I would have done the same thing. And so I basically lean over to Jody and I'm like, can you believe this? Jody is my twin sister. And I'm like, can you believe this of all the, the seats here? And they have to sit down right beside us. And I think there was an unspoken battle for the for the armrest there between you and I and a little elbow action. Exactly. And we were just pretty much intimidated by your youth and beauty in all honesty. But it was amazing because we were kind of forced by the leaders of the conference. One of the things they were wanting us to do was to interact with those around us, which was really powerful. And it took out all the small talk because listen, I am not one just like the small talk anybody. So thankful for those leaders because it was an an activity to like Julie was saying to get to know the person sitting. Exactly. And so we decided, you know, heck, we'll make the best of Mm -hmm. it. You know, we just started sharing and uh, Brene Brown was mentioned. And, you know, we just I can't even remember how we opened up the conversation, Devin. Um, but the most beautiful part, I think, in that whole interaction was your vulnerability. And I I think had it not been for you being brave enough uh, just to speak your truth, 
I want you to go into that a little bit if you don't mind. Well, let's let me set it up by saying this. My sister Jody is um, one to very quickly tell other people that I'm a pastor, and I use that term loosely, like pastor, but she loves to tell others that uh, that's part of my makeup, that's who I am. And so she blurts out that my sister is a pastor. And so that immediately creates in you, right? A little, I think, defensiveness. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, take it from there, Devin, like how you responded to that. So I hear those words and it was kind of like red stop signs or red, you know, stoplights just in my eyes. Like, okay, she's a pastor. I need to reassess. Katie at the time was my girlfriend sitting next to me. And like I said, growing up in the church and just everything that I've heard my whole life was you can't be both at the same time, Christian and gay. So in my eyes, I'm like, oh, here we go again. Like, I don't even know if I even want to share this. But me being me, just trying to put it all out there from the get go, I almost tested Jody and Julie. And I said, well, you know, I don't know if this is too much information for you, but this is my girlfriend. So I went ahead and introduced Katie as my girlfriend. And at that point in our in our life, too, or in our relationship, we weren't like, overly out and about either. Like that was still kind of um, we're going through a, a phase of acceptance um, with yeah. ourselves, with others. Um, so that was even like a, a rough time in our relationship as well. But just to get it out there and, you know, everything on the table, I told Julie, hey, this is my girlfriend, Katie. And it was we talk about this all the time. It was almost like a test. I was testing Julie, like, is it pass or go? Or, or is this okay? Like, are we going to be able to like really form a relationship? I'm going to I'm going to see right here once I say these words. So I said that to you and you guys, I will never forget it. You both kind of looked at each other and you said, okay, cool. Nice to meet you, Katie. And it was the first time that I felt when I did test somebody that I felt completely and wholly accepted from the moment that I started uh, introducing ourselves as, as a couple. And um, knowing that it was a pastor saying, not a game changer, that changed everything for me. Yeah. It's so sad, isn't it? Your past has dictated your expectations of how um, the church, I use that term loosely as well, how the church would accept you. And and as a pastor, people view me um, as an extension of who God is and his character. And the church in general has shown its character to you as one that's of a judgmental character and you were, you were not expecting grace. And I can only give that to you because I've been the recipient myself. Mm. And so long story short, it was just, I, I, (laughs) this beautiful relationship kind of grew out of that. And before we left, um, we were hugging and, Mm -hmm. and, um, exchanging numbers and Jody being an Enneagram too, I think even said, I love you probably because (laughs) she just loves everybody. Yes, she does. And she does. And so, you know, um, just the other day, Devin, by the way, I found the Together Rising booklet. No way. I did. And it says Devin Beasley, you know, and Katie Kitchen in there with phone numbers. Amazing. And yeah, it's, it really is. And so that's just kind of how the journey started and the beauty of it is that we didn't just start the journey, but it's continued. Absolutely. You know, we've been intentional in the relationship mm-hmm. and getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. And, and it's been a journey worth taking. I, it's one of the most uh, important relationships that I have in my life. Uh, 
I agree. Uh, with you and Katie and, and the people, you know, your tribe and, and mm-hmm. getting to know your people. So it's just, we, we had opportunities. We talked, Devin and I talk about this a lot, that um, Satan really tried to keep us apart that evening. Yes. In many ways. Yeah. Many times with Katie with a cold, with, um, you know, the usher trying to change our seats. The devil really tried hard. But uh, I love just Jesus's will and way and divine intervention was just it overpowered everything. And it truly has changed my life meeting you that moment. Yeah. But I want to touch on real quick how, you know, from two different backgrounds, we both collided in such a beautiful way where we both are kind of rediscovering and relearning the good news. Absolutely. Yes. And I think that's so cool because we both have two completely different stories, but yet so similar. And um, I think that's, you know, that's our mission here is to spread the good news, to relearn the good news, that all together, all are welcome, no matter where you are in your walk with Christ. And our mission here is to just share the gospel and you know, like I talked about, aka the good news, because that is literally what it's translated to, right, Julie? Yeah, it is. You know, what's interesting is uh, it just seems like a week or two ago, we were talking about the gospel and how that word has kind of been co-opted by uh, the evangelical community, which is a big fancy word, which we'll probably get into later in some future podcasts. But, you know, when, when I think the, when the public at large hears the word gospel, uh, they think of judgment, Mm-hmm. Uh, they think of a lot of negative things. And Jody, my sister, who grew up in church with me, just the other day when we were having Bible study, said, I did not know that gospel literally means good news. Yes. And the fact that that, that message has even been hidden from her of what the gospel means. And so we just think there's some really good news to be shared with people. And, uh, you know, we want to be purveyors of that. We want to be sharers of that. So go ahead, Devin. Yeah, so I just want to kind of break down of what our podcast is going to look like here. So each week, we're going to look at one scripture a week. We're going to look at the context, which Julie does such an amazing job of. We're going to ask questions. But most importantly, we're going to pull out the good news. And that's what I'm really excited about is just sharing and listening, um, you know, kind of trimming the fat away of the wrath of God and pulling out the greatness of God. And then at the end, we're going to wrap up. We're going to ask for prayer requests. We're going to get a website to you guys on that first episode of where you can type in. You can be anonymous or not. You can ask for any prayer requests. We'd love to sit and pray with you guys and for you guys. And uh, I just want you guys to know that our intention is to create an intimate and an inclusive experience where you guys feel like you are sitting in on this Bible study with us. So Julie, why don't you talk about a little bit of our goal of, are we going to teach the doctrine? Well, I mean, like, here's the deal, you know, doctrine is important. As far as when we talk about what is the essential parts of, I think, a walk with Jesus, um, knowing that he came and lived on this earth, um, and he taught us the way to live and to love, I think that's the most essential part of the doctrine. I know a lot of people who live out, quote, the doctrine by saying, well, I attend church every week, and I give 10% of my money, and to the church and uh, I don't cuss and I don't smoke and, you know, all these things. And I don't think Jesus ever called us to live by a checklist. I don't think Mm -hmm. the doctrine is a checklist. Uh, I think the doctrine of Christ is a way of life. So we are not going to get caught up in what I call the non-essentials. And let me give you an example of that. I know churches that have literally split in two over the issue of baptism. 
are we allowed to sprinkle in baptism or do you have to be dunked in baptism? Uh, can it only be baptism at one church? Uh, does the baptism have to take place in a creek? Uh, do we baptize infants? And I'm just here to tell you, I will not get caught up in those arguments because that's all they are. And uh, Richard Rohr calls that dualistic thinking, by the way, you know, that someone is either right or someone is wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think all that does is create division. And that is not what we're aiming for here. If you're looking for a fight, if you're looking for an argument, you're not going to find it here. And I hate to say it, but we won't engage. Will we engage in questions and good discussion? Absolutely. Does it mean that we always agree? Of course not. It's part of the journey, though. But at the end of the day, what we're saying is that we value relationship over being right. Yes. I think that's the most important thing. And, you know, when Jesus boils it down to love, loving God and loving others, then, you know, we sometimes have to agree to disagree. So Mm -hmm. we're not going to get caught up in doctrine. We are all coming to the table understanding, like you said, you use the word inclusive, Devin. That's so important. Knowing that Jesus invites all into relationship with him to learn how to better love, to better love God and to better love our neighbor and ourselves too. Absolutely. So more than anything, we want this to be a safe space for all to come and all to grow in the relationship with God or simply just to meet him for the first time. Next week, we're going to be diving into the parable of the prodigal son. That's Luke chapter 15, verse 11. So feel free to read ahead or just listen where you are. I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation, but any translation will do. Julie, you want to share? Yeah, absolutely. I have an NIV Bible. Feel free to use whatever translation works best for you. And can I make one statement real quick, Devin? Have at it. About the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15. Mm-hmm. Our first, I believe it was our first week together in Bible study. Just you and I. Just you and I. That's right. I asked Devin to read this story and we really broke it down and broke it apart and understanding the context. But I think it's so important to start with this story because when Jesus is wanting to describe the character of God, this is the story that he tells. And I think unless we establish that baseline of the kind of God that we serve, the kind of God that we love, then I think everything that follows is just going to be kind of askew. Does that make sense? We're going to be, we're going to be veering off the wrong path. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm really excited to break down that story. It's timeless. It's beautiful. And so many can relate to so many different characters in the story, if you will. So I'm excited. We're going to get into the gritty of that. And yeah, I just hope you guys have a good rest of your week. We're excited. We're passionate. And our goal, like I said, is just to spread the good news to all who will listen. On behalf of Julie and myself, here's to the good news. May we be it. May we seek it. May we spread it. So pull up a seat. There's no reservation needed. Be well, friends.